0: banter <laughs> <laughs> Head on straight, mask on crooked Exit stays left with the cash gone Took it, off like a coofy, The fit was a bit doofy, he tried to get screwed With that two for you, one two for me G, cut the cranky attitude Wet him like a handkerchief on a stanky fatter dude Whether use a rapper or a dang sang I want you in, there's only one way out Like a gangbanger with a new crew keychain And street name, what said do he claim For fame, peak game Just to keep fetter and stay dipped You need it like a letter, or better a getaway whip
1: Welcome to Brokazatsu, two brothers' exploration of Tokazatsu shows and related media. My name's Sam, and I'm Harry. And I guess I
0: have to apologize. Uh, so we we didn't release for a bit when we were worried about uh, stuff going on. And now that it is question mark mostly resolved, I don't know. Anyway, uh, that did delay things long enough that I did tell the internet about the very important Ti4 games Sam had. So no. I guess I, I guess I want to give you an extra little bit of time slot to tell people how
1: that went. I mean, it is still available on, like, the, the streaming channel that you posted to the channels. <clears throat> you remembered to do that, right, Harry? I don't think I did. Uh, well, shit. <laughs> I know so you were talking about how well you
0: placed, which...
1: I mean, I got second place. Like, I got second, a strong second place. Like, there was first place, there was second place, then there was everyone else.
0: <laughs> That's how placing works, yes. <laughs>
1: But, like, uh, assuming
0: there's at least three people, it's always there's first place, there's second place, and then there's everybody
1: else. Second out of six. Second out of six. And the person who took first was a person that I was warning everyone else at the table that they needed to take seriously, and they weren't.
0: Uh, sorry, I wasn't able to join a chat channel and give you secret strategies. I was. It was too fun joining other people's channels and watching how they were planning to screw you over. Also, you really did badly on the rolls for the first couple of combats, right?
1: Oh, God, yes. Like, the first couple turns, just like nothing, 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 nothing. Like, me getting second was like a come from behind. Like, I was just tanking everything.
0: Speaking of uh, tanking everything, and thank you for saying another sentence so I didn't need to try to play it off of come from behind. Uh <laughs> But let's let's transfer into our coverage of Doom Patrol, yes. and uh, we're we're gonna change it up like just a little bit, because for for the for the reason usually we uh, change stuff up when the show is really bad, but this show is really good, and
1: I... it's also like so the way we typically describe things is very linear, it's very straightforward. We're describing like you know the events, the circumstances, the the show. It loses a lot of nuance. Also like this first episode, it straight up broke the format because it's it's like five or six simultaneous storylines just proceeding at a pace with, like, overlapping segments and, like, characters interacting at, like, different uh, sections. There's, like, some uh, unreliable narrator going on. There's, like, just a lot of beats getting dropped in and out. It, there, There's no possible way for us to describe it and make it sound at all like like it is. Yeah,
0: like, we're, I think we're kind of moving to a similar format we did for Gridman. Like, this time I didn't do the full-on summaries, but next time I probably will. Where we're just gonna talk about each... We're just gonna briefly talk about the a uh, flow of the episode, then go into our impressions of the thing as a whole, and, like, analyze it that way, and maybe this will lead to us being able to watch more episodes at a time, which I would really like to, because this show's fun.
1: Yeah, it's really good, and... Y'all should be watching yeah, it, so, like, not listening to us like try and describe it. Like, no, watch, watch. Like,
0: uh, that, that, that was kind of the turning point of the last episode when we were saying, like, yeah, I mean, it. are we just going to like write down the good long speeches they're doing or play audio clips? I was like, at that point, should they just watch the show? And yes, you should. You, you should watch this. Uh, I mean, if... If you can legally do so, but me, me and Sam don't have like to stand on there. Spoiler alert. Uh, so we're just gonna talk about in more generalities and also do a fun game at the end of the episode, and then we're we're gonna dial down our format a little bit more. Hey, you know, even in the second century of Brokusatsu, we still don't know what the fuck we're doing.
1: <laughs> we are consistently inconsistent,
0: and that that's also a good segue into episode seven of Doom Patrol Therapy Patrol, where the characters, I mean. Th- the, this is the thing, because, like, not a lot happens in the driving force of this episode. This episode is pretty much just everybody kind of showing how maybe they're starting to do some growth and then sitting down to talking about all their issues. And, like, a, a beat-by-beat breakdown of that is not interesting, but instead we could just talk about the various characters kind of their arcs over this.
1: Yeah, like, we've got, uh, we have Elastigirl, or what's... Has she gotten an official superhero name yet, Rita? No, I mean, Rita is just Rita so far. It's just,
0: uh, it's Rita. Larry is not Negative Man yet. I mean, maybe we'll find out that the Bureau of Normalcy give him that name. Uh, Cliff is Cliff. Uh, I mean, he he is a, he is a, people are calling him a robot, but they're not calling him specifically Robot Man. Uh, Jane, people do call her Crazy Jane, so that's pretty sad. And Cyborg, people call him Cyborg because he's a more established,
1: straight-up superhero. But yeah so let's let's talk about rita first i even think the episode starts with rita because like rita has been through the emotional rigor the past few episodes and her body is showing it
0: it's directly linked to her uh like you know her, her emotional stability when she's feeling down and bad about stuff she is less able to control herself and so this episode starts with her kind of struggling to get out of bed and uh, eventually like falling into a vent
1: and like into the, the basement of the building where she has to crawl around with rats. And she's going to be just the best blob she can. Oh, I love Rita. She's great. And so it's just a long extended sequence of her just getting in these horrible situations. Just she melts through the floor and has to reform herself. You know, as she talks about, like, because, like, there's a point in the episode where everyone
0: just kind of sits down and Cliff forces them to do a therapy thing. And she is saying, like, she's still she's trying to figure out who she is because Rita Far, we learned in a brief flashback, isn't even her real name. Yeah. So, like, it's a stage name and, as her parents, you know, kind of hoisted onto her and also a lot of expectations. And we, she didn't really have a childhood, it seems like she did. They specifically did not send her to school.
1: Yeah, like, there was something about, you know, her parents, they walked up to a celebrity and were like, oh no, we took her out of school so she could study tap and diction. And... Yeah. Not great parents.
0: She also says to the group, and, you know, Mr. Nobody has been throwing in my face a certain event that I'm not exactly to talk about the specifics of, but it's a thing I did that I'm really not proud of, and, uh... Yeah, it's probably gonna come out soon. (laughs) And... Cliff is saying, like, well, well then just tell us, you know, let it free. And she's like, nope, not ready yet. It's kinda it's kinda rough. Uh as it's the events that has had Harry had to put in lots of suicide warnings into the episodes.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's bounce over to negative man. So Larry, like, everyone is just going through the rigor this time. Larry has been trying to bond with the electric guy inside his chest for the past what, like well, For the entire series, but really he's been focusing on it, like, hard for the past few episodes. And they kind of have a conversation this episode.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, Larry says that every time the entity leaves him, he's trapped in a hellscape. But now, this is almost saying that the entity was kind of doing that on purpose, because now that Larry is trying a little bit, when it leaves, he is instead in a memory of him with, uh... Oh god, what's his name?
1: With his boyfriend. Like, from the Air Force. Yeah,
0: and, like, Larry, he he sees it's a dream, and he breaks out, so he's like, yeah, you got it wrong, though. He lists the details, uh, and then the, the entity basically pops out and bo- pops back in with those details fixed. It does seem like it's trying to put him in a good place, and Larry kind of...
1: Larry, Larry kind of breaks at this point, just, like, screaming at the entity, like, hey, you made the image right, like... You put me in something that exactly happened, but you're missing the context. I made an awful decision this day, but you're missing everything that led up to it. You're missing all, like, the homophobia he saw, like, the murders, like, the homophobic uh, uh, murders. That
0: that day on the radio, he heard about somebody being killed for being gay, and you also get some flashbacks of his parents, like, kind of thinking he is gay and freaking out at that and him hearing it, you know, not knowing what to do with that knowledge and just internalizing and... He was in the military and there's lots of gay jokes in the lockers and
1: stuff and he was just constantly hating himself. And it's it's like the creature is trying to get him to realize like you didn't have a choice. Like you you were dealt a horribly horribly bad hand and you were put in a place where he had to act certain ways to straight up live. And that's what he had to do
0: his his boyfriend john because i'm looking at a recap and his name is john uh says like i've been waiting for you to, to say that for a long time
1: yeah like he's accepting a little bit of peace into his life like stop torturing yourself like sure you did this but it's not on you
0: uh, and when he kind of wakes up feeling a little, little bit better he hears a commotion going on in the in the building it's cliff yelling about something, and he tells the entity, you go deal with that, I'm just going to enjoy the sunset.
1: So that commotion is, I believe, Cyborg and Robot punching each other very, very hard. So Cyborg is having a time because he found out at the end of the last
0: episode that his daughter was adopted by his best friend that his wife cheated on, cheated on him with, Bump. And he's, like, to the point where the daughter was just calling him dad and her Facebook posts. And... He did. He's just kind of sitting there blankly when Cyborg is trying to talk to him, and he's just having an emotional breakdown.
1: We we eventually realize like he's hallucinating at this point. Yeah, like I mean, Jade sees him just mashing toast into his face. Is like, what can't
0: the guy try to remember how taste works? <laughs> and he freaks out. He he gets in the bus. He drives. He finds Bump, uh, and living in a trailer park. And Bump is just kind of. Uh, like dismissive and angry Like oh yeah well you saddled me with your daughter Really messed up my data game And Cliff is angry and at attacking him But then Bob goes to defend himself With a glowing shotgun So this is
1: not happening Like clearly this is not happening
0: Cause it he's actually having a full on Psychotic break in the mansion Where Cyborg is dealing with him Like Cyborg was going through his own thing where Now that he's more unlocked his
1: Like he finally jailbroke himself
0: yeah, with the thing he stole from his dad. So even though the dad said that he was shutting off more of the controls, he he did the rest of the work. So he is fully in control of his own life, and is finding out that his dad was like blocking social messages.
1: Yeah, when he was like seventeen, he set up a uh, whatever grinder. Uh, what what what's the dating apps called these days, Harry?
0: I, I mean, it, it's 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 a Tinder effectively. Like it, it's called Cash on the show, but uh but he he he's really happy at people being interested because i guess he you know due to the timing of the accident he never really was able to date but he deals with a lot of people just very obsessed with him being a superhero
1: and then he finally finds one person who is not obsessed with the biggest superhero in fact doesn't seem to realize who he is that she's been talking to because his picture's a little old
0: (laughs) Uh, so he takes another one of himself as a cyborg. He he even does the thing where he lifts up his shirt to show his abs, but they're his robot abs. And because and because the system apparently has the ability to instantly spy on everybody, he was also seeing a live feed of her looking at his photo, and she reacts badly.
1: By the way, he took a selfie of himself with his finger. Like I mean, his finger is a camera. Did did we know that before? Like. I, I just assume that different parts of his
0: body are robot parts. Like I mean, they joke about him having a butt fax, but he did print something out, and where would it come out of?
1: <laughs> so yeah, so he deletes his uh his casual account, and you know, is pretty depressed until he starts punching robots, which makes everyone stay better. Uh, Grace Jane is also there, and she's been having a day. Yeah, like
0: because she found out that. Niles who had kind of taken the place of a beloved father figure was either planning to or seriously considering putting her in a like in an institution like a brainwash institution where you're just kind of happy forever and like Hammerhead is pissed at this to the point of breaking like uh, the videos that he took with her and like tearing up the old notes and Jane is freaking out like no don't do this like it's it's some of the most direct conflict we've seen between personalities.
1: Oh yeah. 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 The, the personalities inside her are fighting. They are fighting for control. Like Jane will pop up, uh, baby doll will pop up, hammerhead will pop up. Like it's, there's a lot of figures just trying to get this body right now. And we have not seen that they've been in sync up till now.
0: We, We even see one. I, we don't get a name because she's just kind of doing her thing, but we see one kind of, uh, ballerina dancing on her own saying everything is fine which i think might just be a different personality
1: yeah i mean there's there's what 64 personalities and we've only really talked to a dozen or so like we've seen i'm sure we can count we don't need to try counting like there, there's people online who have counted for us i think we've seen like a dozen okay so my asphalt number was roughly correct uh but yeah like after after
0: cyborg gets pulled out of his full-on break uh, he kind of shakes himself and says, like, what what's going on? Like, uh, we, we need to look. We all got problems. Mr. Nobody is throwing our worst bits against us. We need to just sit down and actually talk about our shit so he can't, you know, fuck us in our our minds, fuck us in our hearts, fuck us in our souls. Mm-hmm. And Rita is saying, like, God damn it. He actually have, kind of has a point. <laughs> And Cliff like, is soon just like, he's just chanting, therapy, therapy. Like, he's he's being really manic and forward about
1: it. Yeah, for as crazy as Robot is acting, he's 100% right. It, like, it's... That's the thing. Like, you, you were talking about
0: how Cyborg is kind of the leader of the team, but Cliff, for all his faults, is the best at identifying the things they need to do to move forward. Like, he actually is trying to pull the team together. Like, so they...
1: Yeah, they get together, they therapize, and it's actually really helpful. Uh, Larry, I'm, I'm not even sure if he
0: admitted to the rest of the group before that he is gay. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but he, he definitely does hear, he talks about how he hasn't really touched anybody since the incident, which has been like half a century.
1: Yeah, that's hard. That's really
0: hard. Cliff is just, like, he is so happy about the therapy thing that he's, like, jumping up to hug him and, like, you're accepted. He's, and Larry's like, no, I'm still talking. <laughs> Cyborg. Uh,
1: it's great. It's great. God bless Brendan Fraser.
0: Yeah, like, he's doing great, like, just with the voice. And and Brendan has also talked about how, because it's not him the suit. The suit is, like, a seven-foot-tall giant dude. And he says, like, how he's been working really hard with him to nail down the performance and he's super complimentary. Like, I should look up his name, but he, he said, like, oh no, it like, we make the role way better together. Uh And Cyborg says, like, so I killed my mom. <laughs> and I think that maybe that's, like, a false memory. And if, if that's the papered over version, then what the hell is he hiding?
1: You know, finally putting, like, text to the subtext. Like, Shit, like, this is an awful memory, but what if it's fake and covering up something else? And Jane,
0: instead of kind of dealing with her own stuff, instead lashes out and says, like, Hey, by the way, I have a painting of you killing, like, all of us, apparently. Like, you're you're holding the the dead body of your father and screaming.
1: Wait, was that was that his father's dead body? I thought it w- I'll have to take another look at the painting. I thought it was Larry. Uh, no, I, I think the bodies of the other people are kind of
0: scattered around.
1: It doesn't matter. Like, we can look it up in a bit. Or we can look it up right now. No. Okay. Well, she tells him about the hangman's daughter. Now, the hangman's daughter is never wrong. Like, her paintings always come true. Like, great, great. They've got a precog, like, fighting for control. And now they know that this might happen.
0: No, yeah. Like, I'm looking at the photo now, and he's holding his dad. You can see Negative Man on the ground. Niles, Jane, Rita... And yeah, that's, that's a robot man in the background. He's holding his dad's
1: body. You know, I always kind of wonder about like, you know, future prognostications like this. Because the thing is, like, Harry, you're in the mansion. Someone presents you with like a future prognostication painting like this. Let's say you're in it. What, what do you do? What is your response to this? Uh... Because I know exactly what I would do in this given circumstance. Honestly, the Doom Patrol thing, I would probably
0: be like, you know, this is just something we would overthink about. I would just kind of not worry about it.
1: <laughs> okay, that that's the wrong choice. That's the wrong look, choice. The, look,
0: the weird shit is happening in their in their lives all the time. Like the like there could be a scenario where they're all lying down covered in blood anyways, like totally different.
1: But Harry, like, here's how you play it. Here's how you beat time travel. You have the painting. You recreate it. Like you get everyone costumed up. You make up them up, and you just like you pose as a team bonding exercise. Like you create it to avoid it. I guess through you t- season three of the Flash.
0: Oh, I, I'm missing some context there. <laughs>
1: Uh, all I'm saying is, like, there's an entire season based around this concept, and it's like, guys, guys, you have the smartest scientists in the room in there. Just, like, just cheat. Just cheat time travel.
0: Or, I mean, you're wearing very specific clothes, don't wear those outfits.
1: I mean, that that's more like avoiding, but yeah. I would prefer to lead into it, like, you know, fulfill it. Fulfill the prophecy so that there isn't a loophole. I mean, that's technically correct, but I don't know. I think time travel is...
0: I feel like if you're dealing with a time travel prophecy type thing, it's way more likely that if you freak out about it, you will unintentionally recreate it in that way. And just kind of, unless there's something
1: actionable in there, then just kind of ignore it. I know my action would be to lean in, overanalyze, but yeah. Like, is there a flaw in my plan, Harry? Like we even have like the right angle, you know, you can almost 3d print something like that.
0: Like things get kind of heated. Jane like tries to turn to leave. And uh, yeah, Cyborg is like talking to her, or not Cyborg, Robot Man is trying to say, like, no, we're, we're all talking. That's great. So Jade says, like, this isn't going to work. Like, you, you can't be father because you're not even a real man. And so Cyborg just looks at her and coolly says, well, I'm the only one here who can stab you, and I only like 164th of you. You mean Robot?
1: Robot said that.
0: It's a little annoying that there's the, the there Cyborg. There are two the Cyborgs robot. on
1: the team, yes. One of which has the codename Cyborg. That is very annoying.
0: I, I should probably, I should probably just keep calling him Cliff. Yeah, Cliff. Cliff says that, you know. Cliff says that, and Jane just. I think it's at this point that Cliff
1: starts twitching, right?
0: Yeah, Cl- Cliff has been very manic and out of it, and he starts freaking out some more. And he's hallucinating; he's seeing everybody as bump, and like that. Cyborg has to restrain him, and eventually he just falls flat on the floor, and a rat <laughs> comes out of his mouth because. <laughs> It turns out that a few, six episodes ago, literally a caption comes up that says that they ran over a rat while they were driving around. And Mr. Nobody went into the mind of the other one and trained him to go on a plan of vengeance against Cliff.
1: It crawled in through the hole that Cyborg punched into his arm several episodes ago and just started massaging Cliff's brain. Yeah, well, like treating... chewing
0: on wires and probably pooping in there. Like, I when, when the... When the finger got shot into Cliff's body, I, my mind, because I've seen superhero stuff before, it was like, oh, Cliff is going to be infected with Cyborg's nanomachines and that will have some kind of effect or something. That'll be a plot thing. I did not expect a rat to to swear vengeance and crawl in there.
1: Yeah, I don't think any of us expected that, Harry. But it's what happens. That's some good work by Grant Morrison. Oh, also, I, I almost had the apology this week
0: be to Grant Morrison because I realized I was confusing him with Alan Moore. And they're very different people. They are incredibly different people, Harry. Yeah, like, Al- Alan Moore is the weird wizard guy who is just always... Who is always angry about any adaptation of his, whereas Grant Morrison... I don't know, he seems cool.
1: I mean, he writes a lot of weird shit, so... Yeah,
0: but he did did not also need to become a mean old wizard. Eh. I think.
1: I, I think he's a normal-looking nice guy.
0: Yeah. It says he's Scottish. Seems fine.
1: But yeah, that's the episode. It was delightful and emotionally cathartic, and now a lot of people are just on the same page as as they should have been for a long time. Yeah, it's like, it's the mid-season
0: uh, character development recap.
1: Which is very important for a show like this.
0: So in the next episode, we're, we deal with two plot lines. Um, like, there's the Jane one, where Cliff and Rita, they... they Go to find Jane because Jane has gone to the personality that Rita
1: thinks is the worst, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> a blonde, just spunky Karen who lives life in a rom-com and mind-controls people. Apparently she's dated and broken up with this same guy uh, dozens
0: of times because anytime she... Basically, it seems like anytime she has an emotional thing where she can't
1: deal with it, Karen takes over and goes to just hide in a bland relationship. Because, like, the personalities are still fighting, so Karen was able to come to the top.
0: Like, the family shows up it's like, no, you can't do this. Like, every time she vaults into your life and heads back out, you know, last time she left.
1: The guy did it. Like, as soon as the guy saw Karen, it was like, oh, no, oh, no, please leave, please leave. And then the mind control took effect. (laughs)
0: See, it must have been more subtle in the first scene, because later on she has a full-on eye-glowy effect when she brainwashes people, but she doesn't do that at the start.
1: Yeah, his brain has probably been primed so many times. Yeah. The poor guy. <laughs> this this poor guy. Like, they go to try to talk her out of it, and
0: uh, Karen, she, she's really mean to Cliff at first, because a he doesn't fit really into her kind of romance things, but also maybe because she's still part of Jade, she might be angry at him for hurting their feelings so much. Like, even if they're different personalities, I think, like, that is... She's still kind of just... uh processing the same events in a different way
1: yeah i'm same sensory input you know same same lived experience you know they hear they taste they see the same shit
0: so, so cliff has to sit outside uh just on the porch where a a kid sees him and appears to just uh bike away quickly but then it comes back and starts doing dad's moves in front of him it's it's a nice little scene <laughs> <laughs> dressed up as a robot he's he's doing the robot and other moves and cliff says
1: oh come on like i've seen flash dads 80 times let me show you something and it turns out that cliff can dance he can do the robot as a robot it is so very appropriate
0: he, he i mean given his age he is a child of the 60s and 70s
1: as the uh, karen storyline progresses like she is marrying this guy you know forcing him into a shotgun wedding she has mind controlled all the family she even mind controls rita at a certain point, uh, into being on her side. Uh, but then she tries to mind control Cliff, and it turns out that Cliff has robot eyes, and robot eyes cannot be mind controlled. And they get into a bit of a fight. Like,
0: Hammerhead had occasionally been breaking through and screaming at Rita, like, hey, stop this whole
1: thing from happening. You know, I am not getting into a relationship with that asshole. I think Hammerhead, and I, I'm not sure they've said it yet, I think Hammerhead is like the OG Jane
0: no no because she's separate from because there is a distinct thing from when
1: jane is going to hammerhead like but i mean what if what if jane is the default just like you know talk to the world mostly stable no powers and that's all like that's they just let her run free because she's like okay you won't break anything
0: no ha- hammerhead is more the like kind of defending from imminent threats and stuff like she i mean she has you can even tell when she's hammerhead if because she has the tattoo uh that appears and disappears and also like hammerhead was the one who was breaking the shit in the previous episode and jane was the one saying no don't do
1: this well i mean that doesn't mean anything like uh, here i'm putting my flag in it i think hammerhead is the og jane
0: i strongly disagree uh, but but anyway, uh, so Hammerhead then goes to just murder the dudes. So this would happen again. <laughs> Karen breaks out of it, but at the last moment, and sees that she's super terrified, her her boyfriend and his family, and then has a mental thing where she gets pulled into their collective uh, sub subconscious underground, and kind of stays there. So I think that's going to be. Dealing with that next episode, then we need to go on a fantastic voyage inside Jane.
1: Jane is ends the episode catatonic. And that that's like that that's a fun thing going on, but like That's very much the B plot of the episode.
0: It's it's interesting because it's really in terms of the arc, probably the A plot, but the other one, which is more fleshed out, is dealing with So at the start of the episode is a government team like kind of surveilling and sending an agent into a street that has appeared in the middle of nowhere. Native Matt like Larry and Cyborg, they get a message asking for help that is written on a cake. That also gives directions to a street. And they quickly find that this is Danny the street.
1: Uh, Danny is a sentient, uh, gender, gender fluid. Gender uh, queer. Like not gender non-binary. Queer.
0: Non-binary. Because it's a street. Uh, they, 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 they they kind of softened the awkwardness of just saying, yeah, it's a non-binary genderqueer character by the, like a, a character in a drag show making fun of cyborgs, saying like, oh, the, the robot cats, uh, deal with (laughs) non-binary. Uh,
1: yes, by the way, the person at the cabaret, uh, is one of the former soldiers. Like, so the Bureau of Normalcy, when they were investigating the street, one of them stayed behind because they walked into a cabaret show and they found their true self. Like, no mind control. Like, this person, like, total control of faculties at all times. And they just, like, they saw... They saw into another life that they could have, and it's what they wanted.
0: Yeah, like, Danny the Street is... is the, the better version of this whole thing. Like, it's showing the the difference where Danny can read people and... Cause... Danny could kind of manipulate their stores and like the sides of stuff to a bit. It showed, you know, a a men's clothing store that had, you know, uh, dresses and flashy jewelry and stuff like that. And the soldier uh, saw this and became uh, the kind of one of the leaders of the Eternal Cabaret, morally corrupt. Uh, that but they're is still an being awesome hunted. Drag name, by the way. Oh yeah, it's great. But they're being hunted by the Beer of Normalcy, which is. The bureau that is linked to that patch that Larry had a couple episodes ago.
1: Yes, and also the flashbacks from several episodes ago of the people dragging him around in a giant glowing tube and someone attacking him with glowing green syringes. And yeah, a lot of shit apparently went down at the bureau door. We'll see. Yeah, like
0: he he was being he was they were testing his ability, sending him into like freezing and like burning temperatures that he could withstand totally fine. It almost seemed like they were trying to make him into a bomb for the Bay of Pigs invasion.
1: I was very, like, I mean, they mentioned that he's radioactive, or that they're going to use his radiation.
0: Like, either that, or they're just going to turn it, turn him into some kind of reactor.
1: I'm not sure they have a plan. They're like, you know, they're military scientists, and they found a new energy source. So, yeah, of course they're going to try and weaponize it.
0: They're, they're just a under-the-table organization with lots of funding and not a lot of morals. It's just like, make something...
1: Yes, too much funds and too little oversight, the bureau. Because this
0: soldier dude uh, went missing and didn't really report in because he was actually defecting. So they, the the guy in charge of the bureau, has basically a revenge mission against Danny the Street. So they've been hiding, and if the if the Eternal Cabaret ever shuts down, because it it would kill Danny because it's kind of fueling him through their their life and their enjoyment.
1: So yeah, just at all times, twenty four hours a day. There's going to be performers on the stage just singing, dancing, having a grand old time. Everyone is exhausted, though. I I hope they can occasionally change at least
0: the theme of the party. Like, it doesn't need to be cabaret specifically. They could do different types of shows, you know? Like, occasionally, like, a rock show or different performances, you know? Like, a classical thing once in a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, Danny can teleport around, so I'm also hoping that occasionally Danny just, like, bounces into a nice major city during a festival to just get a super recharge.
0: Oh yeah. Like just goes to New Orleans through Car- Carnival or occasionally you just teleports that there's a street on the beach and they just hang out have a beach episode.
1: I mean, great. Yes. Yeah. Everyone needs a beach episode every now and again. But it, it's just showing that
0: Daddy is just the street that picked up people that couldn't fit normally in society, and together they create this fun, very tightly knit community. And Cyborg, who Cyborg is very won over by this, saying, like, no, oh, this is great, we gotta defend this street, but uh, Larry, I mean, he's kind of more okay with, uh, he- he's okay with the entity and stuff like that, but he still really doesn't want to get involved himself,
1: and he's also- I'm not reading that, like, I do think Larry very much was sympathizing with Danny, like, was on Danny's side. It's just the Bureau of Normalcy fucked him up so hard.
0: Yeah, and he, he is terrified of getting involved back in that whole business. Mm-hmm uh and he like while cyborg is kind of planning preparing to defend them larry is just sitting at the cabaret and he gets asked that's like hey you know uh newcomers are welcome but there's a price you got to sing and he says he can't really sing but I says don't worry i got you and
1: there's a wonderful musical number kelly clarkson's people like us just singing dancing choreography
0: look up the scene like if you're a watch the show but b if you're not watching the show watch the scene and then you'll want to watch
1: the show anyway like just do people like us do patrol on youtube and it's it's delightful like it's very much a dreamscape too because uh larry is uh, transitioning back into his non-burned-up self and just dancing and uh with uh dancing with a uh, what's her name not malpractice morally corrupt morally corrupt spinning around it's also, really... I, and th- there's weird
0: stuff with with pronouns going on but I is would it be her I thought in the situation because like Morura I it's I, I thought Drake shows like it's not for it they're still they still identify as male but they just do feminine dress and stuff like Because I don't know
1: I don't know for certain my understanding I mean, is I... that morally corrupts the character identifies as female so if I mean if we're talking about like you know the soldier sans costume then well, pronouns I mean, might change i don't know like i mean
0: I'd, I'd hope the people listening to the podcast know especially because we've been trying to be good about pronouns this is just us not being like th- this is that intersection of stuff that is not in our specific wheelhouse so
1: <laughs> like we're we're trying we're trying if we're if we're failing it's not out of malice
0: uh in any case uh so it's just this brilliant scene of Larry finally uh breaking out of his shell and singing in front of everybody, and the specific lyrics he's calling Morley up onto the stage and they're singing together. It's due to the timing of the episode, it's even interspersed with Cliff dancing with the kid, you know?
1: Yep, they timed it very well. And just
0: as it's coming to a conclusion, it slams back out of the dreamscape, and Larry is still sitting at the table. Because that was just kind of a vision that he can't bring himself to
1: embrace yet. I know I know he wants to sing. He wants to be his open self and he's taken he's taken steps he's taken baby steps. He's becoming more and more open but he's he needs more time.
0: So he goes outside and the soldier decides that he's gonna go back to the bureau, claim that he killed Danny and just do everything he can to keep them off Danny's scent. But Daddy is not accepting this. He's saying he, I, he,
1: they're not running anymore. And so the bureau shows up, and it's—I
0: mean, it's emotionally very fun because the soldier, based or morally, like, beats up the main dude from the bureau of normalcy. But like, it in action terms, this is kind of them just having a fistfight and then it's over. Like, I—I I do wonder if there was a very complicated
1: setup in the comic that they couldn't really deal with in the full show. I don't know. I don't know. As flashy as this episode is at times, there is a little bit of mid-season, let's save our budget, going on. Uh, but, I mean,
0: they, they saved their budget by having a beautifully choreographed dance scene. That's it, one of the best moments of, in the show so far. So.
1: Oh yeah, it was great. It was wonderful. And it inspired the game that we're going to be talking about in just a couple minutes.
0: They basically beat up the Bureau dude, and Larry even says... Hey, Dandy the Street is under the protection of Larry Trader.
1: Yes, look me up. Uh, the leader of the Bureau of Normalcy, he says, Hey, if you get in my way, we're going to put you on our list. To which Larry replies, I'm already on it. Look me up. He's probably number one on their list, right? Like, he is kind of, uh, it
0: seems like his top potential is to be a walking nuclear bomb. <laughs> he is getting more in control of his abilities, which, is, which would be terrifying for them.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a good, viable threat. Cyborg, it, it's also a little thin because
0: it's only at this point in the episode that they finally mentioned specifically that uh, Niles was captured by Mr. Nobody. Well, uh, Danny was reaching out to
1: Niles for help.
0: Yeah, but, like, the, the they were saying, like, oh, we're also looking for him. But somehow in all the conversations, they never they never explained exactly who took him, you know? And that,
1: that's weak. It is, it is, it is. But... It, just that's writer's room hand waving. Just like, okay, yeah, we we have to put it in this order. Just let there,
0: it go. there was way, I feel like it would not be incredibly hard to write it different ways because not uh,
1: incredibly hard. At the same time, though, like, like it, like it on, gets the job like done. Like honestly,
0: because the the thing that the street says is, I'm I'm sorry, you know, I I love Niles more more than anything, but the people in this street need protection and if I go after Mr nobody or tell you anything then I'm putting them at risk so if if that had been the thing at the start and then that they still had to win over cyborg and uh Larry's support and winning the fight then then that could have led to the thing because it daddy does give them some information here
1: he does he does he creates a comic book uh a little bit about um a Mr. Nobody, which we don't really see, uh, presumably, we'll see it more next episode.
0: Uh, and then teleports them back to the Doom Manor. And, and when they get teleported back, Larry is in the middle of a karaoke set, so he he did, after all that, go up and actually sing a song. I, and from the seams of sound of it, he wasn't
1: as good as he was hoping. <laughs>
0: but the point is, he was willing to... He, he, was, willing he was willing to, to
1: try. He was, he was bearing his soul to the world. Which is exactly what we're going to do now, Harry. Let's. The point of, of
0: uh, karaoke is is not uh, like competence or being specific or perfect. It's to just express yourself normally. But fuck that. Sam has designed a game where we're supposed to objectively rate karaoke songs.
1: Yes. <laughs> so uh, our game for this week uh, is that uh, Harry and I we have chosen five scenarios that call for karaoke music. And we are going to each bring forward a song and make a case for why that song is the best karaoke song in that given scenario.
0: And I want to make it clear to you listeners, like, if you're hearing a situation that calls for karaoke music and you're not exactly sure what that means, you're in the same position I was. Like, Sam Sam said that in our chats and was like, and that's all I need to explain. And I'm like, no, like, what do you mean? So as far (laughs) as I can tell, it's like, you're in your life. And it's just something going on, and then you go to do karaoke, and you're just kind of expressing yourself at that time.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly. Like, it is a situation, Harry, that calls for song, that calls for, like, deep, reach, reaching deep within oneself and just bearing a soul. I mean, I, I like singing, but, like, you thought that was a little more obvious than it was. Yeah, I mean, your first guess got it right, so. Uh, but anyway, we are also adding an X element here. There is a list of top 100 karaoke songs, uh, which we are going to randomly pull a song from for each category. And we could not choose a song uh, from this top 100 list of karaoke songs for any of our choices. So there's every possibility that the RNG uh, is going to be Terry and I, because there's some bangers on that list. So and I'll
0: just do that myself. I'll generate five integers between one and a hundred and pull those out when we get to them.
1: Harry, right, shall we list the five categories in reverse order?
0: Why reverse order?
1: Oh well, five, four, three, two, one, right? Or should we do one, two, three, four, five?
0: Just just list them. Just list them in whatever order makes sense to you.
1: So number five, the best karaoke song to sing when something exciting is about to happen. Number four, the best karaoke the best karaoke song to sing when your team just got crushed. Number three The best karaoke song to sing after getting back a negative COVID test result. Number two, the best karaoke song to sing at a workplace function. And number one, the best karaoke song to sing after a breakup. I think, Harry, you could agree. All of these five moments call for song. I'm not going to argue either way. Look as it is, I had to restrain myself from doing a joke
0: thing and picking the same song for every for all five slots. Even though I think the song I would have picked would have been pretty good for all of them. <sighs>
1: I mean, after we're done, just say what song you would have picked.
0: And... It's one. Of, it's one of my five, five songs, anyways. I still kept okay. it, just not for all five.
1: All right, Harry, do you have the, uh, do you have the random number generator like the Rando Calrissian? Ready?
0: Yeah, I've, I've 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 generated five numbers. I'll. I'll paste them in the text chat.
1: Well, I mean, I'm going to make you read, so don't bother pasting them. So Harry, for number five, best karaoke song to sing when something exciting is about to happen. What is your song?
0: So this is the the one that I had the most trouble with. Uh, so I I decided to settle on a song that I just really like. Uh, the the uh, opening song for season two of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Bloody Stream, the the English <laughs> version.
1: Okay, okay.
0: From the darkness, strong and silent, like pillars in the dark there is... So the problem is, I think at least that this and maybe other two other ones from
1: here, you will not know off the top of your head. Which is a problem for karaoke, because what, part of the point of karaoke is communal bonding, group bonding. And so if you sing a song that no one in the room knows, then... The song is also uh, poppy and energetic,
0: and it's also not too long, so I think that... It's something that even, this is the one people are, well, this is tied with another one for the one people are least likely to know. But I think that would be brought over, because it's jazzy and, and very energetic and fun, and, and people would like it. Okay, okay, okay. Like, like, a like valid it's, the, choice. It's, the, it's the opening of a
1: action anime show, you know? Like, it's designed to pump people up. All right, Harry, my choice for best karaoke song to sing when something exciting is about to happen is, for the first time in forever... From the movie Frozen, boo! Oh come on, you can't boo that Harry like Disney karaoke. Boo,
0: boring and obvious. Boo,
1: Harry. Is it is it obvious? Yes. Is it on the nose? Yes. But it's also Disney and Poppy and singing and people in the audience will be bobbing their head and singing along.
0: Is, is this just the like playing to the the crowds like obvious? Yeah, like-
1: that's karaoke.
0: No no, Sam, that, that's like shapeless. You know, I'm I'm doing self-expression here. You're like you're you're just here for like cheer volume. I will admit that this is the one also that, I was also that one, that on. one, Yeah, that's that also like a really soft one. Like there's, there's better Disney bangers. Like, fuck, if you're gonna do a Disney banger, why didn't you do like go to the distance?
1: Specifically when you're excited for something that's about to happen. And there's like, you know, just Energy, no, no, no. enthusiasm. Like, there's,
0: there's better Disney ones for that, like "Go the Distance" from Hercules. Hmm. This is where I'm meant to be. I will find my way. I will go the distance. Like that'd be that'd be a lot better.
1: Well, I like the movie Frozen a lot more than I like the movie Hercules, so there is that.
0: Okay, but go the, but go the distance is a lot better than First Time in Forever.
1: But Harry, our arguments are not complete without the random song.
0: Like for, Frozen is a movie with like five songs, and First Time in Forever is like the the third. It's like middle
1: of the pack. There's like there's like twelve songs in Frozen. There's not and... that many.
0: <sighs> there's there's the weird ice cutting song at the start. There's the trusted okay. love song, which ends up being the last one. There's you know let it go. Obviously, there's you do want to make a snowman. Okay. First I... time in forever. I think it's five. I think it's five.
1: What about Fixer Upper? Like in uh, In the Summertime, like, uh, Reindeers Are Better Than People. Okay, fine. There's a lot of songs in that movie, Harry.
0: Yeah, but a lot of them are forgettable. <laughs> Let It Go and Do You Want to Make a Snowman or the
1: remember, are the memorable ones. I would argue First Time in Forever is one of the better ones. Uh, I, I'd say it's probably number four. Like, after, you know, the two that you mentioned, and also, um... Oh, God, was it the patter song between Anna and the Evil Prince? Oh god, why am I blanking on the name of that one? Is it Christoph? So. Like, oh, My life has been a series of doors in my face And then suddenly I bumped into you I was thinking the same thing, it's like I've been spending my whole life just finding my own place Alright, well, uh, the randomly generated song
0: is one that I actually don't know off the top of my head Or maybe I will once I've listened to a bit of it, but it's Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's duet, Shallow.
1: Ooh. it's mm. a pretty good one. Uh, it's not really about something exciting about to happen. It's about we're out of the shallows now. Good song. I don't think this is the right category for it. Though there is a really nice uh, energy bill just like crescendoing like solo from Lady Gaga halfway through, so. Ugh. Wow, just the second one of the... God,
0: I've been trying to avoid talking about this on the podcast, but whatever. But right now the second uh one of the Hollow Live idols is doing a karaoke stream, maybe I'll listen to whatever she's doing. <laughs> it's a Japanese song that I don't know. Okay, whatever.
1: Between these three songs, Harry, what do you genuinely think is the best one? For something I'm I'm excited about, it's Bloody Stream, genuinely. Okay, you know what? Bloody Stream wins number five. Gotcha. All right. Number four, Harry. What is your best karaoke song to sing when your team just got crushed?
0: Can you oh. introduce?
1: Can we alternate who's introducing their first? Fine, 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 fine. Okay, so mine is "The Climb" by Miley Cyrus. Now, this is not an obvious choice, but it is one where if you're down, down in the dumps, if you're just you know been face planted, and your entire team is like at a bar, just like slowly sipping a drink, what this song has is a slow build. To just, like, you know, nice, happy ending. Like, it's soft, subtle at the start, but you just keep building up, building up, building up. And by the end, it's just belting at the top of your lungs about, you know, it's not the it's the journey. It's the climb. It's not about what's on the other side. It's how you get there, team. So get back up and win that game. But this
0: isn't after you need to tell them to get back up and win the game. This is after... After things have fallen. So maybe you might but want something else. With a bit the more game modeling.
1: next time, next time. See, that's it, that's it. It doesn't matter how many times you fall down, it's the climb. Alright,
0: but what about what about when the sky falls, Sam? Cause my, my song for this theme is the main theme from Skyfall. Like and I've i I'm saying this a little bit. This is a karaoke banger. When the sky Sky falls, when it trembles, we will stand tall and, and face it all together. It's like sticking th- with people through thick and thing, like when things are crumbling and looking bad. Your loving arms keeping me from harm.
1: Shit. Shit, you went with Adele, Harry. Yeah. Uh, good choice.
0: Speaking of good choices, uh, 92. What is the randomly generated one for this?
1: I'm nervous. Defy Gravity Wicked. Define gravity by take it.
0: Specifically when your
1: team got crushed. I'm through with playing by the rules of someone else's game. I if I too had to too late for l- second guessing. Too late to go back to sleep.
0: That's it's time
1: one. to trust my instincts. Close my eyes and leap. I'll give it to
0: that, but I do think Skyfall was a super strong choice.
1: I think we had three strong choices.
0: Yeah. Except for yours.
1: Alright. So random wins number four.
0: <laughs> this is this is worrying. <laughs> Let's hope this isn't a trend.
1: Alright, number three. Harry, what is your best karaoke song to sing after getting back a negative COVID test results? Uh, I And I gotta this admit. is the one this is the one I'm concerned we might have doubled up on.
0: I would be willing to lay down money that we didn't. <laughs> also I would because... not
1: take that bet.
0: Here's the thing. I really like the song. I was trying to fit it into one of these categories, and it didn't fit super well into the others. But I do think it's at least decent. What is the song? It's Smile from the Birds of Prey soundtrack. By whom? Uh, It says various artists, but it's... uh, it, Like, there was a specific writer. Hold on. Maisie Peters,
1: not a bad choice. Not a bad choice, but Harry.
0: I mean, it's got like a bit about like my body, my business, and stuff, and you know, like it, it's kind of confidence in coming back from. I mean, because it's like a break it movie, but whatever. It, it's all right. What's yours?
1: Toxic by Britney Spears. Come on, Harry, you know it's the right call.
0: Now, Ward Random's going to win this one too because I don't think that's a good choice either.
1: Oh, come on, Harry! You know, Toxic. Absolutely, like you know, it's first off. It's a great karaoke banger, just right off the top. It's a karaoke uh, yeah, banger. Yes, it
0: is a great karaoke
1: banger. And what it is, is subversive. It's subtle, because you're not toxic. <laughs> you mean
0: it's going, so you're it's going against fun. the going against the It's making
1: fun of COVID. It's spinning in COVID's face, which you shouldn't do. You should be wearing a mask.
0: Well, the random one is Hey Jude, so I don't know what to do here.
1: I think random shot the bed this time. I don't think hey jude has anything to do with this nah, nah,
0: nah, nah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah,
1: nah. so there you, come on toxic by britney spears you admitted yours was kind of just like wedged in there yeah yeah i'll, I'll give it to you this time yes all right so it is one you one be one random
0: number two best karaoke song to sing at a workplace function sam what's your pick
1: as long as you love me by the Backstreet Boys. Mmm. You see, I think that's a mistake. Ooh? All right. I, I think this is
0: good for that. You know what? No, I'm going to take that back. Because actually, there's good parts to it. Yep. Uh, like, it's because people will think it's a joke at first, but you're going to sell it. And that's very in keeping with your personality.
1: Yes. And also, uh, it's it's a group song. It's a workplace function, and so you pull a couple people, like, you pull the guy from accounting up, you pull, like, the girl from marketing, and then you just belt it out. And you try and remember the dance moves, and no one actually does, and everyone is laughing, and you're actually singing.
0: My song is also a group song, and this is the song that I would have put for every selection if I'd gotten lazy. (laughs) The song I've done best at at karaoke, Can't Get Next to You by The Temptations. Shit. It's it's a strong one, like because it it doesn't require too much range. Like you gotta go a little high and a little low, but mostly you're just doing enthusiasm and like belting it out. Like and it'll get people on their feet. They'll really love it, you know. And like I'm kind of like a I'm kind of a introverted, laid back guy, but like a very forward, bombastic song. People would be like, "Oh yeah, there's there's good contrast here."
1: I do really like the bombast. I like the I like the just the beat of that song. Yeah. what What's a random one, Harry? Like,
0: Uh, let's see if it's a factor. It's 51. Oh, it's Rock again. Um, Mr. Brightside by the Killers.
1: Oh, fuck. (laughs) Fuck, Harry. Fuck. Okay, random's (laughs) gonna win this one. No!
0: (laughs) No! Fuck! Like we did, we did pick like the hundred best songs.
1: <laughs> like, I know, I know, and this is why we needed that X Factor for exactly moments like this. Because, yes, Mister Brightside wins. <sighs> okay.
0: <sighs> okay. Well, me, perhaps the heartbreak is fitting for this last one. Uh, best karaoke <laughs> song to sing after a breakup. And here's the other weird one that people aren't gonna know, because I chose I'm my own master now for Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. It, it's okay. it's the It's the theme for the Blade Wolf boss fight. <laughs> but it's about like breaking away from a pack and how like you're your own master now and like you know, people tried to contain you but now you did your own thing and it's also got like a really cool guitar riff. It, like it's just it's just a it's just a, a very aggressive song that I feel like you can get out some some stuff with. You know, you, you wanna you, you like, after a breakup, assuming, like, I don't know, if, if it's a sad breakup, then maybe. But if it's, like, one where you feel like you've been done wrong, then this would help get you kind of that emotional weight behind you.
1: You know, I am happy that we kind of, like, contrasted. You went with Angry Breakup. I went with Sad Breakup. Hmm. I went with Slide Away by Miley Cyrus. Hmm. The song she wrote about her divorce to Liam Helmsworth. Ooh, Liam Helmsworth. The third best Helmsworth.
0: So the problem is I'm having to listen to this a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I've actually heard it before. Yeah, the the problem here in judging it is that mine is angry breakup and yours is sad breakup. So, like, it depends on how you're feeling. Maybe we'll see how random voting, uh, 46.
1: Is it going to be a happy breakup?
0: Uh, fight for your right to party by the Beastie Boys.
1: It is a happy breakup. (laughs) I don't know, Harry, this one's hard.
0: What, what is... I don't think I can claim it. I th- I'm i going to give this one to you.
1: Yes! So, the final score is Harry 1, Random 2, Sam 2. I tied with Random. I'll take it.
0: And I don't really care. Like, usually I get pretty competitive about these games, but this one was just kind of personal, personal expression. And also, I can't believe Sam gave the JoJo one to me, so whatever. I'm happy.
1: <laughs> well, I'm I do got to say, I legit think Random won its two points. Like, I think definitively Random won those two. Yeah. Good job, Random.
0: I mean, when it when it rolls Mr. Brightside, you got to just, you know, stand back and let it take it.
1: Not just Mr. Brightside, but Mr. Brightside for the group event. Okay. Well, that was fun. Uh, but, Harry, what are we going to keep doing? Until next time we come back.
0: Well, we're we're gonna hopefully get a little more like organic with our outros. Like, it,
1: it's... well, it's always you. It's always you. It's just sorry you were quiet. I think the Miley Cyrus got to you, Harry. Fine. Harry, well, I was listening. You, to you it. intro. You intro it. Well, it's outro. Or fine. You out intro the outro. Well,
0: uh, so we we may change up the format. Have more distinct summaries for the Doom Patrol episodes next time, but and. As of right now, we actually have decided whether we're going to do that next because we we spent an extra week kind of just taking a break, so maybe that's our off week, or if we're going to swap to something else. But there's one thing we're going to definitely do until next week,
1: Sam. And what's that going to be? We're going to keep dancing. Going to keep dancing, everyone.